The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. We've saved a spot for you here in the shed, so get comfortable and listen in as we rejoin our adventurers at the beginning of an encounter with the Hobgoblins. They've followed the shadowy figure back to the cave and are ready to fight. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Definitely find us on iTunes and Facebook and anywhere else you search us up on the internets. Uh, we are here, back in the shed, continuing our Dungeon World campaign. This is a new campaign with a couple of new players, and we are co- going to call this campaign A New Frontier. It's already been labeled on some of the, uh, the episodes, so we'll continue with that. It's called A New Frontier, and to continue this new frontier, we're going to go around the table and say hi with our character name starting right here to my left. This is Chris. I'm playing Uriel the Emulator. This is Kelly. I'm playing Trillium the Druid. Hey, this is Kurt. I am playing Breton, the Human Ranger. Hola, esta Lenore. I am playing <laughs> the uh, cleric. A college student taking Spanish. See. And I am Joe. I am the Game Master for this Dungeon World campaign. We're going to jump right back into the thick of it. I'll give you a 20-second recap here. And we have our party approaching the cave they were in earlier, where the hobgoblin smell was, and they found all the stuff that the town had lost. We have um, our cleric with a magic missile in the brewing, with a little uh, blue sparkly ball of electricity started. The ranger is sitting back with his bow drawn and a freshly sharpened arrow tip on there. And the um, his wolf cloud, as well as Trillium in wolf form, uh, coming in from the sides towards the cave entrance. And last but not least, the man with the flaming sword, Uriel, I believe is about to charge straight up into the gut of the place. Oh, yeah. What do we got? I'm gonna. I assume there's like some boulders around because the cave entrance. Oh yeah, is it's still the, the same setup, but it looks like the main boulder that you guys uh, first snuck under as a salamander and then moved to get by, that is now open, and you can actually see a little bit of like uh, maybe the the embers of a fire that was burning inside. There's just oh, a yeah. tiny bit of light inside glowing, and then you can see the forms of hobgoblins yeah, outside. That's not good for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go running up over the rocks with my sword in hand. Come crashing down upon us. Uh, okay, as you come running forward, um, they start shooting arrows at you. You'll have to avoid at least a couple before you get up to where they are. However, you might do that. I will be. Seems like a danger that you might defend. Yeah, I'm going to be enduring. I'm just going to like if I take the hit, I take the hit. Right? All right, just, const- just powering through full blast. So that sounds like constitution. Yes. Let's do that. Don't look, Joe, because you know. <laughs> oh yes, I remember I said that. If I eleven, look at eleven. All right, full speed so ahead. The um. The arrows practically bounce off of you. A couple of nicks and scratches here and there. You know, you might bleed a little bit, but the flame is burning bright and you barely notice it. Yes. <laughs> and, and everyone else sees this as he charges up because he's holding the flaming sword, pretty much a, a, a torch in his hand. And you see arrows like bounce off his shoulder and a little nick across the, the side of his uh, neck, but nothing really bad. So since he is just charged in and yeah. is getting attacked back, I am sitting there on the ready yeah. Oh, yeah. trying All to do called shot. 
And you yeah. had said that so I would let's, get one. let's let that go right before he reaches them. Right. Because they're right. going to shoot. There's going to be a two seconds maybe before he leaps over that boulder. And you're able to let an arrow go. Right. So is there one that is clearly a leader or are they all just kind of a mob of hobgoblins? Um, <laughs> is one wearing fancier clothes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of them says, uh, has a name tag that says manager. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, there is one that is larger than the others, but that's... That might be the leader. Well, and in in, in a uh, group of humanoids like this, larger usually exactly, means. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to try to shoot the largest one, and I'm going to call my shot. And depending on what I roll, I may get to specify an effect. Go for it. All right. Get fancy. Come Sounds on, like baby. Danger thing. Come on. And this is with Dex. Yep. Plus two. Oh no! I rolled five plus two. Seven. That's not bad. That's All right, it's not bad. So I think the difference with the called shot is when you get a 7 to 9, you don't deal damage. Um, 10 plus, you get to deal damage. Correct. So on 7 right. to 9, they do nothing but stand and drool for a few So moments. you're going to hit them in the head. Yeah, yeah. I was calling head. Okay. Yep. All right. So, um, so I will write drooling next to that guy. And I, I would like to unleash a magic missile. I'll allow it. You will allow it. <laughs> because so it's something you could do. You were preparing. And yep, it's something you could do in the second before the flaming sword reaches. So you're casting a spell. Six. Add. You're Plus casting a spell, so you add. Wisdom? Say it with authority. Wisdom. There you go. So, eight. Eight. That's not a failure. It is not a failure. Can and we use I this any time? Oh, actually, yeah. Let me, let me go back to what... Um, I'll do a quick recap for the listeners because they don't know something we just did off air. On previous Dungeon World campaigns, our audience may remember, we have done things like a failure gives you a plus one forward. You can take that, uh, not necessarily a forward, but a plus one that you can use later on. What we've done so far, since we're going to be doing leveling based on milestones rather than experience, our players at the table here get one uh, poker chip, as we're using, for each failure. And at any time, they can use those poker chips to add to rolls. In that vein, I think, Kurt, to your point, that's any roll. Any player, any roll, you can use your poker chip to increase that roll by one. So you could say you're using it after your roll. Yes, and you could use it for someone else. So where she got an eight, two other people or herself could pitch in two chips and make it a ten. Oh, yeah. Right? It's good to know. It's a way to use up those yeah, yeah. failures. Is rather than worrying about experience. So can, is it just a one-time use? Yeah, you'll use it, it'll go back into the pile, and then the next failure you have, you get a, a chip back. Yeah, but that's it. a way that we can um, use that benefit. Nice. Well, are you going to roll Sorry again to because of that? No. Gives okay. you more. Did I cast it? You did cast it, yes. Now you have to pick your 7 to 9 right. result. Um, what are you going to pick? I'm going to... Draw unwanted attention. Probably. Draw unwanted I attention. I can't find the list of... Draw unwanted I, attention. This one? Yeah. Um, or you could yeah. take a negative draw, one for a while. No, I'm going to yeah. draw unwelcome attention. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> Cloud comes up All and right. sniffs your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Five. Five okay. damage. Now, did you have a target in mind when you were casting the, the magic missile? The one that shot at him. There were five of them that towards, shot at him. Well, a bunch of arrows came out, which is why he had to avoid them. The one next to the one that he's closest to. <laughs> okay, so. Goblin two. Uriel will be charging right up towards the front. There's one on the left, one on the right. We'll say you hit the one on the right. Right. Okay. That one, that one goes down in a spark of glory. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yes. Nice spark of glory. Korzarika. Uh, and as soon as that happens, Uriel, you're right there with your flaming sword. The, that one collapses in a, 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 I don't know, a mess of little blue sparklies. Wow. 
like he got a little too close to the Van de Graaff generator You're welcome. or something. He got glitter bombs. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you should rename your magic missile to glitter bomb. Glitter bomb. Glitter bomb. is glitter bomb. Bedazzled. All right. Dropping the flaming sword on some guy's face. Oh gosh, yes! Wow, that's two sixes, Chris. You're if on I can, roll. I want to split this guy in half for the. Uh, um, actually, yeah. with two sixes, I will let you hit him and the guy next to him. Uh, that's even better. Your, your flaming sword encounters very little resistance in the first top goblin. Should I roll two for each guy or just one? And um, how do you want to do that for damage? I tell you what, just don't roll a one. <laughs> Seven. Okay, and it'd be an eight because I have the plus one damage on the sword. All right, and you'll just get both of them. Awesome. One of the fun things in Dungeon World is we can get through combats quick because yeah. the bad guys don't necessarily have a whole lot of hit points, right. as it were. They do have hit points, but they don't have a whole lot. And we want to get through the story part. We want to make it exciting and keep moving. So next we've got the two wolves going. And, of course, since one of the wolves is um, Trillium, we'll let her take the next go. Now, remember, the scene that you're seeing now is one hobgoblin that got hit in the head with an arrow. And it's just kind of, <laughs> what? And then one that's all... Bedazzled, sparkly, yeah, uh, glitter painted, and two that are kind of um, sliced in half and cauterized at the same time conveniently. So they're not even bleeding. It's not not messy. And that's all right near the entrance. There's another six or seven of them around the area, and they're just like, what do we do? What do we do? Okay. (laughs) Run away. Run Run away. That could happen, depending on what you guys do to them. Um, How about Cloud and I kind of go off to each side. Yep. Blanking. Is it, I mean, is it large enough that we can kind of... The entrance, yeah. Yeah. You can get to two sides of the entrance, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to go, we're going to flank them on either side. Okay. And what are you going to do after that? Going to try some, like, wolf pack tactics or something? And what does that look like? The idea here is I'm looking for how do we use up the holds of being a wolf? What's so special about being a wolf? Otherwise, you're just going to bite them, and it's going to be a hack and slash. Is that a thing, like, tack tactics for... Well, I yeah, would say it would make um, sense to me. I would say, yeah, I mean, I figure the benefit of me being a wolf with Cloud is that I could communicate mm-hmm. with her and say, okay, we're going to do this. And yeah. now, does she have... Like, do we have to roll separate for her, or... Not necessarily. The way this would work is, typically, um, Kurt, as Breton, controls the animal companion. Uh However, you're in wolf form communicating with another wolf. It's easy enough for you to to do a communication. So let me give you an example of what I was thinking with the idea of wolf pack tactics to give you something to work with, maybe. So you... You tell Cloud in a like a bark or a growl or a yip or whatever that might be that the communication get behind this guy and distract him so I can bite him in the back of the neck. Okay. And then because that's a wolf thing, you just use a hold and that happens. Right. And Otherwise, you're just rolling to hack and slash and maybe you hit, maybe you miss. Yeah. And but if using I had a hold is currency that you'll run out of at some point and turn back into the druid. Okay. Right. And if I attack the same target. Yeah. I can add Cloud's ferocity to my damage. Right. So, like, by working with my animal, I get a bonus to damage. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. So you start thinking of the things. I like to picture uh, Dungeon World, especially in combat, as a movie. Right now, the camera was on um, Uriel, and, and the flaming sword slices through two hobgoblins. And as soon as that happens, we switch to a different view, and now there's a wolf kind of sneaking up on the side. Okay. And then we can look at kind of a, a quick view to the other side. There's another wolf sneaking up. Now, what are they about to do? Okay, That's so, the view we're looking at right now. Um, we want to 
get a hold of whoever was shooting the bow and arrows. So, like, whoever's there, there's in the like back. There's, like, three or four more of those. The, all right, so, actually, the way it was set up, there's guys that are standing up, like, above the cave entrance. Those are the ones shooting the arrows. And okay. then there are uh, several along the ground level holding little axes. Well, I say little. They're not little. Regular hand axes. Okay. And um, they're just all kind of around the entrance waiting for you guys to show up because right. that short figure got there first. They knew you were coming, which is why I let them get off the first shot when he charged in. Okay. All right. So we're going to go in from the sides and um, I guess if there's no ground um, archers. It could be a leaping attack, too. I mean, wolves can jump pretty high. with. Okay. Or and even like, a fantasy yeah, world. cloud goes low, you go high kind of thing on somebody, like a double team. You know, stuff okay. Like that. Yeah, that's true. You could do it doggy style. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, this would be wolfy style. <laughs> double team. What are you guys style. all laughing at? I don't understand. <laughs> um, what are you face palming for, Bridget? <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time picturing like the setup, but... Let's just do... Um, so think of it as just, there's just one hobgoblin there, and you and another wolf are about to do something to it. What might that look like? Okay. We're, we're just going to go hack and slash. We're okay. going in. We're attacking. Okay. Let's just yeah. do that. All right. So, so you'll roll that. Am I rolling both of these? Yeah. Both of the dice? It's always... When you roll, it's two six-sided dice. Okay. Now, when that happens, Kurt, normally when you participate in an attack with Cloud, what are the benefits? Um, if we're ta- I'm attacking the same target, I get to ha- add his ferocity to my damage, so it'd be plus yeah. one to damage. Okay, so we would I-, I would say we would use that same thing here because they're definitely they're the same species at this point. Okay. It would make sense that she should take be able to take advantage of that group. Okay, I also get a bonus to my armor if I'm taking damage. I get to okay. use his armor to bonus me. Okay, all right. So here we go. Go for it. All right, I rolled a five. Okay, so. Wow. So me, that gives you another um, well, experience, then, another poker chip. Or but she didn't really roll five because she hasn't added a modifier yet. Which it, which it would be a minus, minus one. Yeah. It would be a minus so one. Even, even using those yeah. would yeah, burn. Um, be pointless. And then you said I would get a plus one with That would cloud. be to damage. That's damage though. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. So yeah, I would take another take another chip, right? Yep. Yes. So you get another one. And we'll well, take maybe that. she was going low and Cloud was going high. Does Cloud get an attack now? No, no, what, what's actually going to happen here is the uh, Hobgoblin gets to take a swing at... Um, actually gets to hit uh, Trillium. So roll a d6. And you're going to minus your armor, which is... Okay. One. Where's my One. armor? Three. Oh, okay. And because we have that whole thing with Cloud and they're attacking together... Um, reduce it by another one, so you'll take one point of okay. damage. All right, so that's mark that bad. down. So it's it's not as bad as it could be yet, but that's a failure, and um, I take failures forward to enhance later situations, and that will happen probably soon. <laughs> All right, we're we're now at the point where the hobgoblins are are starting to they're, they're ready to fight back. So they see this little mishap with the wolves. This first hobgoblin actually gets to hit something. And that kind of rallies the troops a little. So they're just going to charge forward. And the first person that they can charge towards, uh, first two, are Uriel and Trillium. So they're, they're going to come after both the y'alls. Um, how do you react to that? They're swinging axes at you. Axen. 
I will try to, let's see, I guess it would be a strength move, or maybe to uh, block my flaming sword. Okay. So I could possibly damage their axe depending how they hit. <coughs> would you think of that as dexterous? No, it would be more how strength, do you, do it? Yeah. you know. Just kind of stand there and hold your sword up against the swing? Yeah, kind of like put it in the way. You know, okay, block let's try it. that. You can defy some danger with some strength. And Kelly, it looks like you're looking at that for now, thinking of what you might be doing. I did not do so yeah. well. I got a six. A six? That's not good. I will not use up. I will take, take okay. a hit. Um, so roll a d6. And you will take that minus your armor. It is three, which means I could use my fi- uh, fighting fire with fire when I take damage, and the damage is odd. Yeah. The flames within you come to your aid. So I roll 1d4. Uh-oh. And this will add to my burning brand if it's active, which it is. Okay. I can take that result forward. Or I could reduce damage to whatever this is. Four, I will just suck up the damage. Okay. So you're going to put the, the damage into the fire. Kind yeah, of. like, yeah. yeah. Absorb right. the damage. That's an interesting thing. So what as long as called? the damage is odd. It's called fighting fire with fire. Yeah. Okay. So when he goes to hit me, just the flame kind of comes off the sword and, like, armors me up a little bit. That's pretty slick. Trellium, how are you going to handle the hobgoblins attacking you? Um, and they're just, they're, they're not really an organized attack, but there's two of them coming at you just swinging wildly with their axes. Okay. Because I already um, hit you once. I'm going to just get out of the way. I'm going to uh, defy danger. So you're going to try and jump out of the way, duck, dodge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because my, my strength dexterity. is. Yeah. is you always try good. and play to your strengths. Which is why yeah. they give some examples there on the defied uh, danger. Because, um, I mean, I thought do about doing the powering through. It would be, you know, plus strength, but I mean, my strength yeah, probably is not a no good bueno. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's muy malo. Think so good? Muy <laughs> malo. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to just dodge that. Okay. Get out of the way. Let's see if I just that got works. hit. Just going to get out of the way. It's so, probably going to be a little yelp. See. So nine plus two is oh, eleven. Oh gosh, yeah. So, so you yeah. you very deftly dodge the wildly swinging axes, uh, and while those attacks are going on, we have two people standing back that are ready, probably with another arrow, another spell, I'm another gonna, idea. I, I'd like to throw a magic missile up at the archers on top. Okay, if they're still there, they are. They're getting ready with their next arrows. Then I shall attempt to cast a spell. And they seem very clumsy with their bows, too. Definitely 11. not coordinated. <laughs> eleven. I cast the heck out of it. It went to eleven. It is. It's a very good roll, which means you don't have to take a negative. I like that. Yeah. And seven. Oh, my. Okay. So, one of them it gets hit with the sparklies and falls down onto the pile that's forming at the entrance. They're smoldering and sparking. That's pretty neat. Uh, Breton. Cool. How far am I from them? Uh, how far away did we stop? I'm saying 20, 25 feet yeah. from the entrance. Because it is a wooded area. You can't be too far back. Right. So he um, is just going to, you know, have it, already has his boat ready. He's going to take a shot and then immediately transition into running forward and drawing his short sword for his next attack. Go for it. So for the... Is, is this the regular volley or are you going to try a called shot again? Uh, I think I'm going to do a regular volley. Because okay. I only get damage on the called shot if I go 10 plus, right? Yeah. But you still got the, the main guy drooling. So. Correct. Yeah. So I'm he hasn't necessarily recovered yet. I'm going to shoot at whichever one is um, Cloud was attacking, so I can get okay. potentially get a bonus. Those are right at the entrance where Trillium is. Cool. So I rolled an 8 plus 2 dex is 10. That's a good number. So I roll a d8 damage, <laughs> plus, which is a 6, 
plus one from the command with the cloud bonus. Yep. Do I get any other bonuses? So to one down towards the entrance. Right, so that will that will take seven. out another one. All right, so that's Definitely. seven, and now he's transitioning in, in movie terms. Yeah. You know, Bo's going over the back, sword's coming out, and he's turning. Like, like a Legolas kind of move. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So and, he, now, and he has kind of a, you know, a dark brown cape, so his cape is starting to fly out from behind him, and he's looking super cool. Wow. There's got to be a little bit of music that goes along with that. Think of it in your head, everybody. There's something heroic. Um, we have the, uh, the big one that you first hit with the arrow. Is um, yeah, Bridget's drawing a rainbow with poop at one end and stick figures at the other. <laughs> you know, this is very helpful because I'm having a hard time visualizing where everybody is. So and that's something is that we can get to. One of the other things we do on the table is this little whiteboard piece we've put on the table and drawn there too. So that's Got something that. we might try next time. Yeah. The visual can definitely help. But that is a good representation. There's a cave entrance. There were guys above it and guys below. And if you wanted to draw the big guy, you could draw him off to the left. He's just bigger stick figure than There's the others. Yeah, he's next to the pile of rabbit pellets. <laughs> Ten-foot rabbit pellets. That's one hell of a rabbit. It is. It's a killer rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so that guy has now regained his senses, and he barks out some really rough words that you don't quite understand, but it's in the same tone as the hobgoblin that you had pinned on the ground before. But it's like... <laughs> stuff. And um, the other ones just kind of turn and start running to the sides. They, they run away at this point. Unless somebody's going to try to stop them from running away. <laughs> I'm going for the big guy. <laughs> Wait, says, so they're running away from the big guy? No, they're all running. He's told them, like, Scatter. essentially retreat, to scatter, okay, okay. get away. I gotcha. <laughs> flee! Flee for your lives! <laughs> flee for your lives! <laughs> all right, I'm going for the big guy then. Okay. More uh, flaming sword action. Let's see if I can... More. This would be a cartoon sword. strip by the end of the session. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Nine... Ten? That's a ten? <laughs> you sound sure of yourself. <laughs> well, I, I was like, oh, I'm only plus one. I thought I was like plus two there. So. All right. So, yeah, definitely. So, big guy's still there? Oh, he's about to not be. You can draw little smoke lines off of him, I think. Be oh. Seven points of damage? Yeah, you can draw little smoke lines off of him. Because now he's uh, smoldering dead. Nice. He got the little stink lines and everything. Uh, the others have run away, and now you're just at the cave, which is a little bit of em- embers down there. What's your next step? I could. At this point, from what you can tell, four or five of them got away. Uh, you I want me to cauterize the cave before we go in? <laughs> 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 you could just do it. Of course, who knows what else I is in there? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the trick. Now, if anyone else can help me recall, how much of the stuff did we take out? Was it all of it or nearly all of it? It was nearly all. Yeah. So there's still Back some the stuff from yeah. the town in that that's cave, as far as you know. Right. Correct. Uh, I'm going to want to kind of look for tracks and see if I can see any evidence of the uh, smaller figure here. Or oh, go for follow. it. We'll give so, a tracking roll. Yeah, I guess I've got hunt and track with wisdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, not so good. I rolled a four plus wisdom is plus one, so only five. Do you want to use any points to get up there? Excuse me. I only have one, so okay. that won't help. I mean, others have it if it makes I'll a difference. Help. Oh, you know what? Somebody I get to add, hang on. I get to add. Thank you, Chris. I get to add. Uh, Keep in mind, you have a companion. Cunning to my track roll, which is plus two. Okay. So it give me six. So then the question is, do I want to use my? If you got more than one, I would say for sure. But I, I don't. Mean, it's up to you. But you know what? I'll use it in the interest of... Oh, yeah, one she'd give you. Oh, thank you. So well, it'll go back into the pile, though. <clears throat> oh, well. Yeah. He doesn't get to keep it. It's no. being used. 
So that would get me would uh, seven, seven, which would allow me to follow a creature's trail until there's a significant change in the direction. The trail leads trail. into the cave. Perfect. Okay. Definitely. And you do find that trail. It is different from the hobgoblins. As I had mentioned before, I believe that the, the uh, tracks are deeper than they, right. than they ought to be for a smaller track. They're deeper than the hobgoblin tracks as well. And the big hobgoblin was probably about seven feet tall. So it's probably not a dwarf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably something supernatural or enhanced. It very well could be. So next steps. I think we should go in. <laughs> Following what? tracks and I want to go in first? Wolf, the wolves go in maybe first? Yeah. I thought we were already in the cave. No, you, you were outside. Everyone was outside. Yeah. The hobgoblins were guarding the entrance. There's like a, like a like a bouldered them. entryway, yeah. I think. You know, like a... Okay. Like hidden, it's kind of. You had a two D drawing. <laughs> okay, so yeah. so we, we were, were out here, outside. out here, yeah, just at the yeah. opening. Now of we're the going cave. in. Now we're going in. All yeah. right. Yeah, you got it. Oh, well, you might be going. We were inside in. That in my head too, place. so don't worry about it. Really? I got yeah. it. Oh, okay. I got the. So I saw it. In my well, head. yeah. See, for me, the hobgoblins were guarding the entrance. Yeah, I mean, it is like there was like a. Inside the cave, kind of an antechamber, uh, and then the cave goes deeper in. I mean, it doesn't uh, yeah, matter. that's kind of what I was. Thinking I had like there's a natural either whether it's like forward, like the forest, or like some more huh. rocks that had like a blocked entryway, like a little hidden, made it like gotcha. a hidden entryway. That's how well, I this thought. is important. Excuse me, Kurt, would you grab me one of those brown bottles from in there, please? Anyone is fine. Did you say this is important? This is important to to know what that we're all on the same page and, and what we're the more, the more we describe heads, yeah. helps because what you said was this is important kurt can you grab me a bottle well that's true well there's that's that also true. True. <laughs> um i also need the it to be opened from over there because the opener's on the door or on the very top, demanding yeah. i am extremely See what, demanding. See what I, thank you robot, <laughs> robot mower <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna keep saying it Get a robot beer opener well, I'm surprised it's not Apple Watch. I think the mower um, actually has a bottle opener on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> a robot if it doesn't, I'll make one. Joe, um, just, Joe you just need a robot servant generally. Mm-hmm. Like, just follow you around. I do. That'd be pretty cool. Um, Probably not too many years off from that, actually. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I just need to... Um, no. Isaac, make sure Isaac Asimov's rules are working out for you. <laughs> we have uh, Trillium headed into the cave opening... And I think wolves see better in the dark, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I could also cast light if we need So that. how many holds did you There's have some as the wolf? Right now, Do you remember that? And I'm going to bring more in. Okay. No. She I had at least two. She had three holds from yeah. last time because I yeah. just listened yeah. to the end of I got of that. one more hold on my burning brand. Yeah. So we're going to use one of the holds to do a special wolfy can see and smell and whatever in the dark. Uh, so you get a better picture of what's inside before anyone else gets there. Okay. Right inside the cave entrance. Now we'll go back to... You are now just stepping inside the cave entrance. It's at nighttime, okay. so it's dark out, mm-hmm. darker in, but there are some embers left in a little campfire. Um, the place does smell bad. You can see the, um, the bits of bags and crates and stuff that you guys didn't take from the, from the cave the first time when you brought things back to the town. And uh, the, the cave itself goes in maybe about 30 feet and then kind of narrows towards the back and you can see farther back there's like a little it's probably a hundred feet or so back but the cave just seems to get smaller and smaller and it looks like there's an opening all the way on the other side but within the cave itself it just looks like this was um a place for them to gather stuff and have their little get-togethers so it's kind of nasty and 
storage slash yeah. hangout. Uh, it, it storage of the stuff they stole from the town mm-hmm. and a hangout area. Think of this it's like a dorm room for hobgoblins. <laughs> that's bad. The equivalent of pizza boxes and beer <laughs> oh, cans and horrible. stuff around from, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You're pretty sure they wiped their butt with some of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Do we it's, have to it's go na- there? Yes, it's nasty. It's hot I want to emphasize the nastiness of yeah. the area. Oh. Yeah. He says it stinks. It stinks. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but we don't see any other creatures in there right now. Yeah. We're uh, not in. Right now, Trillium does not see any other creatures. And the smells are so mixed. You do smell the same smell as that small figure, but it's mixed in with all the other stuff. And okay. it may or may not be fresh. It's just all... It's a cornucopia of unpleasant scents. Okay. Nice. And sights, sounds like. Yes. Okay. And that's what, that's what you see on the inside, and it looks safe. So maybe others could join you. Okay. And yeah. see what the next steps are. What is, I can't remember what the dungeon roll, dungeon world roll is, if any, for, like, perception check. That is, um, gosh, oh, I was going to say the wrong thing. It's discern reality. Yeah. I was going to say sense motive. What the hell is that? It's not even in the game. So interestingly, as a but ranger, I don't reality. seem to have anything that actually like improves perception. I guess other than just tracking. Is that correct? Well, yeah, you, I mean you're deal, tracking though. your yeah. ability to pick a spot on a target that you're called shot, kind of thing. Um, and, and yeah, to, to Chris's point, it is a big deal because anyone can say they are tracking, yeah. but what they're doing is they're going to discern realities and yeah. see what's important and hopefully find a track. For you, it is, I'm going to make this roll, and I know where the thing went, and that's that. Right. That's your advantage there. For everyone else, it's just a random chance. And I think you I'll, get I'll step in and discern realities. So remember, in Dungeon World, the way we want to do it is I'm going to step in and look around and see what I can find out about this place. And that triggers the move, discern realities. Yeah. When I we don't want to say what we're doing according to game rules because then that, that makes just it more boring. Look this. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to walk in now. and look around. Yeah. And is there anything specific that you're looking for before we, before we get the rule going? That, that can steer the questions <sighs> after. I'm going to dump since my, fire's, my sword's going to go out anyway. I'm going to dump it into the burning embers to light up the room a little bit more. Ah, cool. All right. Nice. I'm going to look to the ceiling while she's looking and yeah. make sure there's no Minox hang- or anything <laughs> bad hanging up there. Okay. They, nice they suck on the power lines. Yeah, it's on the yeah. power cables. I don't know. See, see if there's any, any signs of human intelligence or s- something that would explain what's okay. going on. Maybe here. some deception, maybe. So go ahead and make that roll. You add discern realities, add your wisdom. And discern realities, as it says, it's oh, when you closely ten. study a situation or person, you roll, you add your wisdom, then what happens, so you have um, 10 plus, you get to pick three questions from that list. Now, they do not have to be literally those questions, because sometimes you get it stuck in your head that the question says, what happened here recently? And you think I might say, well, somebody lit a fire here. Now, if you ask a question, you're going to get something more than what you already know. And things like, who is in control here? Um... It, it, I wouldn't just tell you, well, it was the big hobgoblin, because that he was obviously in control. He right. told them to go away. You'll get something more than what you already know, regardless of the question. And it's collaborative. You're all there together. Yeah. You can all gonna... talk about it and um, think yeah. about what you might want to know. What is useful or valuable would be the first, I would say. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what's useful or valuable to me? Um, amidst the stuff that was stolen and... Uh, things on the ground. For the first time, you notice there's a symbol um, 
like a, a the city emblem uh, standard. What's the right word for it? standard? Yeah. If a city, yeah, or so the, a city yeah. standard of. Uh, the big city to the east, which we hadn't named yet, so we can name it any time. By the way, that's going to be the place that has the Stinky Salamander um, bar, because we had named Stinky Salamander, but I put it in the city. <laughs> so the, the name of the big city to the east, um, their, their standard is in several places around here. Oh. And you, that's the first you noticed of it. Um, okay. is, isn't one of the questions something like, what here is not as it seems or something like that. Yeah. yeah. There is another sheet right there yeah. that Kurt can have if you don't mind okay. handing that to him. I would want to ask that just to see if we're missing a danger oh, or something yeah. in the room. Yeah, I think it's the bottom one is it what the, what you're looking for. What here is not what it appears to be. Yeah, is there... Sound right. uh, and what I'm really looking for is, is there any more danger or something hidden here that okay. we need to be aware of? Um, now, Kurt, you had said that Breton was looking around as well, and you said you rolled something. Yeah, I rolled 13, okay. and I was were you, were focusing you? on the ceiling, and just okay. I'm looking for threats that we may okay. not have seen inside. So let's just treat that as you are participating, and, and that gives you the opportunity to do that look. Um, it does look like there's an extra shadow in the ceiling that shouldn't be there. Even with the fire dancing around, there's one shadow that doesn't move in the flames. And the ceiling Good. here, let's say it's 15 feet up. So Okay. Uh, and just to clarify the last thing with the city standard, um, yep. was that among the stuff that had been stolen or just... It's just around, rampant? like um, candy wrappers, Kit Kat candy wrappers around kind of thing. There are okay. things around that have the city symbol on it. So maybe the um, you know city stores of grain or something were stolen and there's little bits of stuff there. That's the way I'm going to phrase it. That's not necessarily what it is. The important part is this is now linked to the city to the east. And if someone wants to come up well, with a name was, for that, you're welcome to. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other question, though. Like yep, you have one more who's question. Who's really in control here? Okay. That, that's the one you want to use? I think so, okay. yeah. I want to know who's in charge, who we need to take out. Yeah, that's, I was going to mention okay. that one, too. Or at least what direction to go next. Um, there is... Uh, also, amongst the stuff, as you take extra time to look through, there you find a note. And the That's note, what I wanted to know. It, it is written in much fancier writing than a hobgoblin would ever be able to pull off. It's not written in crayon with the R's backwards. Yes. Right? <laughs> this is written from fine ink in an ink well from a nice little piece of um, parchment. And uh, it, it specifically spells out that the delivery needs to happen... Uh, by the third day, and it has a, a address that appears to be an address that you might recognize from the city. Okay. So, this the big city, or yeah, that, that whenever we come up with the name of it, Harak, H E R A K, H E R A K. All right, the city is named Harak. Now, Harak is a city. It's a big place, um, probably tens of thousands of people. It has everything you could need in there. Full trade place. It's it's even the There's main some dirty jokes that could be made with that. Harak with Harak. Uh huh. Yeah, with Harak. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are perverts. <laughs> Y'all well, are just complete perverts. The important part is when we get there, we'll need to go right up into. Harak is pretty big, right? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Harak is, it is huge. a nice place. <laughs> All right. How about Sasko? Uh, <laughs> it's it's, um, it's a no, mountain. It's, no. it's a mountainous region. It is. <laughs> It's nestled in between two mountains. Yeah. <laughs> it's correct. <a wreck>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
They do have a lot of dairy I thought, I thought cows, you were though. doing that yeah. on purpose. That was Sorry. definitely not on purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe two subconscious. Steps, <laughs> two steps dirtier than you were. Uh, <laughs> Watch out for those Catholic girls. Um, and so the and the address is going to be an address right off of the main market square. Okay. All right, I'm going to take that note and pocket it. Okay. Uh, now, I, I will make a point of saying there is no specific day listed. It just says the delivery needs to happen by the third day. So you don't know if that's past or in the future or whatever. Right. There's nothing indicating when that happens. Just that the, uh, the writing's distinct. Oh, yeah, it's very famous. This is definitely a well-educated, well-written person's writing. All right. Now, I'm going to keep that note just in case. I'm going to see if I could bend the flames to my will to push it up towards the shadow, the unmoving shadow on the ceiling. Is that, that requires a roll, Yes, it does. It? Yeah. Is that Zuko style? That is Zuko style. All right. I like that. Uh-oh. Six. I will use I one of watching. my things to get a seven. Okay. So you got a seven. What does seven to nine uh, do on uh, that? Seven is uh, the effects is short-lived, lasting only a moment, but mm. should at least provide me some view. Yeah. Like well, I'm going to treat this as a uh, an amber flash bulb at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, okay. And as soon as that happens, that shadow starts bolting towards the back entrance. Okay. Like bolting as in faster than you think something like that should move. Is it still? Is it running on the ceiling or yes. does it draw? Okay, this is okay. Yeah. We got a super freak. And it's not a spider. Yeah. Definitely not a spider. I'll tell you that. But can it's you still sit cloud on something that, small. We can only see a shadow. We can't really yeah. get details. So about fifteen feet up above you, think of it as like I've got these black drapes hanging in here. It's like that kind of like a shape up there. Right. And as soon as that hits, that shape just darts, and you see a little trail of uh, like a little black cloak maybe following it. Gotcha. And it is that just running fly. along the ceiling, no, but upside down. Run towards the back of the cave. Oh, as soon as this thing gets. You know, 20 feet towards the back of the cave, it's got to come down to the ground because, right. well, it doesn't have to come down to the ground, but it has to com- come down to the small exit. Because it, it narrows. It oh, does. Yeah. It narrows. Exactly. Does it pause there? Or is oh, it, oh, it is. No, it's, it's, it's booking. So okay. can we stop it? Um, this is like superseding Hussein Bolt you still, speed. You still walk this guy's fast. Is it faster than Cloud? I don't know. I think it, it might be a, is uh, it faster a chase. than a magic missile? Probably not. Yeah, magic is not. pretty damn fast. And I'm going to magic start with a magic out. missile. Start with magic. Yeah. <laughs> zap, zap, mofo. Nope. Dang. What's Fourth. a nope? Six. Six? Well, there's a lot of poker chips around on no. this table if somebody yeah, really like, wants to stop that. I, can, I have three. All right. Seven. Like, but I'm going to uh, have unwanted. Or do I have to pick a different one? No, it's, it's fine. You unwelcome still got attention. some unwelcome attention happening. Okay. You uh, just don't know it yet. Yeah, I know. There's <laughs> going to be a spotlight on me. She doesn't have to uh, pick another bad thing now? No. No, he's not. You doing can have that doubly one. unwanted attention. <laughs> yeah. Six That's damage. Sure. No, I don't want to kill it. Okay. Yeah, we so I if you specifically don't want to kill it, you just have to say that. I don't want to kill it. Yeah. I want to In Dungeon stop World, it. you can just say you're not going to kill it. I want to see what it is yeah. that we've been chasing. Because realistically, you ought to have enough control over your electric blue balls <laughs> to not kill something. <laughs> I mean, I do. Our bad. It's just a chimney sweeper. Are your blue balls going to get stronger in Harak <laughs> when we're in Harak? <laughs> Outstanding. Maybe. I would say it doesn't get better than that, but I'm sure it will. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so you hit the figure, and it pauses long enough that someone might be able to catch up to it. Yeah. I'm full speed ahead going for a right, tackle. Somebody get it. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sick of Cloud. All right. So Cloud will arrive right before... Um, Uriel. Uriel does. I'm going to yell, what is it? 
Cloud. What is it? Somebody. So <laughs> Cloud. <laughs> what is it? So Cloud. Thanks, um, Cloud. <laughs> Cloud tries to tackle the thing, but it brushes Cloud aside easily. And Uriel reaches just as Cloud's yeah. being shoved Going off for the, the same side. thing as for a tackle. You just want to do a tackle? Well, a tackle. Well, let's do it this way. It's um, going to fail regardless. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not sure not. what we're going to have for a roll yet. That's okay. the thing. Oh, gotcha. So to start, you are going to get the thing because mm-hmm. Cloud was able to get it but was shrugged right. off quick. So what's going to happen is as soon as you grab this thing, it's going to feel like or it feels like you're grabbing marble. Like a stone, Uh, like a statue might be a good way to put it. It's like you're grabbing a moving statue, and when you do so, it immediately resists you, and it's going to uh, throw you off of it unless you find a way to hold on. How would you want to hold on? The danger is you're about to be thrown away from it. How would you like to defy that danger? Yeah, I would have tried to just hold on to it, which I failed for the grip, you know. Okay. Well, I, you didn't have to roll yet. Now okay. you have to roll. Okay. I will try to hold on. Yeah, that was premature. Yeah. That doesn't happen until I, we go to Iraq. <laughs> he rolled before he got... Oh, well, even, worse. Oh, even worse than before. He Stop looking at my ones. dice. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> Can't even help you out. Yeah. He has performance anxiety when you look at his dice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that failure makes this a complete getaway. Yeah. Oh, it shrugs you off. I hit and it and everything. Bolts. Yes. And you gave everyone else an opportunity to help. But it got away. This one got away. Damn it. But now you have a little bit more information. Yeah. It can be hit by magic, right? So it wasn't resistant to magic. It is, is it like damaged? a rock. Yeah. Well, you did damage it. Yeah, you just didn't kill it. I didn't kill it. All right. But this thing moved faster than you think you could possibly catch up to it. It it was like a statue. Yeah, which is weird. It seems very dense and heavy. You didn't get a good look at it because you went into the dark area again, but it felt like you were grabbing a statue, a big rock that was moving. So it's strong, it's heavy, it's small, it's it's fast. it's really fast. And by small, I would say the thing is maybe four and a half feet in length. Anybody have any idea what that kind of... Anybody ever heard May, of something like that? May, perhaps we should spout some lore. Somebody might know a little bit about it. Who knows? Who's the smart one? I guess I am. <laughs> yeah, it's I guess I am. <laughs> I have a plus I, one. I can't remember if anybody actually had a, two, a plus two on any intelligence. I think plus one was the best we got. Uh, well, actually, maybe I'm not. I, well, got, I got wisdom, I got, but I'm not at, intelligence. I'm at a neutral. I'm at 12. I'm plus one. Jeez, Louise, I'm at a zero. So you be, uh, yeah, the smartest as far as spouting lore, the person most likely to know something. Right, yeah, it makes sense. I would know that. Might have seen it before. Or heard of something. So I roll and add intelligence. Yep. Spouting lore. And what is it you Spout think away. you know? You think you you think 11. you recall this kind of character? He knows the heck out of it. This kind of being. I, this I'm kind wondering of if it's like. A now you don't have to name it, but what what do you think you're recalling? Is this uh, th- let me let me rephrase it. Is this something you would have learned in the wild, learned in a city, learned in a book, learned in a something? Where does this, this knowledge seems like something I would have learned from a book? More okay. than, it doesn't seem like a natural thing I would have okay. seen in the woods. So with that, what is the number you ended up with? Eleven. An eleven. Oh, okay. Right. Plus plus okay. what? Or ten plus one. Ten plus one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Solid. Solid. Um, so, in this case, as a spout lore, I'm supposed to tell you something both interesting and useful about the subject relevant to your situation. Um, in this case, the best that you've got, and it's very likely, is it is some sort of construct like a gargoyle, but the key piece here is that it is definitely in service to something that created it. It does not operate independently. 
So if this is the being that you think it is, which with an 11, yes, but you're thinking this, <laughs> this is a construct that is definitely in service to something else. It's following orders. Probably somebody with really good handwriting, <coughs> yeah. if you had to guess. <laughs> you put that discern realities together with this spout lore, chances are whoever wrote that note is in control of said gargoyle. And for simplicity's sake, let's call it a gargoyle. Or it golem. sounds better than construct. Or golem. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to try following? I'm, I'm, I'm treating it like a gargoyle. That, that it, it was sitting perfectly still up on right the ceiling yeah, until true. it was exposed and then left. So. Well, it's, it left a trail before. We followed footprints oh, yeah. before. But this failure, the trail, the trail the is like obscured. Ceiling. It was running on rock for a while in the cave, so there's not really a trail to follow. Like we're it's not all his fault for getting the failure, yeah, yeah. just so you know. Plus, we're not small like, it's like this entryway, the this X or exit. Tiny. It's tiny. Oh, you could crawl out. Yeah, right, but it would slow yeah. us down immensely. And the, actually, the other thing I wanted to make sure I mentioned, the farther you go pat down that exit, as it were, you hear more wind. It's like the wind is constantly being pulled through this cave out that side. And it's not a natural thing. It's, it's like somebody created a little, I wouldn't call it a vortex, but a, a wind tunnel. And it seems like an unnatural wind tunnel that you really only notice once you're in the smaller part and the, the sound is louder. Okay. It's a, it's a good cave for hiding smells from one side, that's for sure. <laughs> So he got away. The gargoyle got away. What's your next step? You're calling it a gargoyle? Is it a gargoyle? I'm going to call it that because that's how I'm treating it. And for us to all understand, like I was telling Chris, it was sitting perfectly still. It had to be exposed. Once it was exposed, it ran. Um, and getting in and out so of places. Something like that. Uh, some sort of gargoyle. But, but think way more agile than you would think a big stone clunky gargoyle. But can it fly? You haven't seen it fly, but you saw it walk on the ceiling. But we also saw it leave footprints. And it didn't fly away. Right. That's true. It ran. Right. So maybe it That's can't fair. fly. Probably not. Oh. We could call it a living statue if that but makes it's pretty it fast. easier. Whatever wording we use, we'll just stick with it. It's the stone thing that if you guys really were chasing. Heavy, yeah, maybe it can't fly. Although yeah. I mean, wasn't it on the ceiling? Yeah. Yeah. When it could have ran, ran on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and uh, let's put uh, put another point on that afterwards when you look at where it was, because you probably would. Somebody would look at where it was. It was like its fingers were grabbed into the rock. It just grabbed the rock and held onto that rock. So it had th that amount of strength, which is why it easily tossed the wolf and um, Uriel off. Mm. So it's a very strong creature. Well, we should probably take whatever remaining loot back to the city. And figure out what's up with these uh, standards from Harak. Okay. Um, yeah, it's easy enough to bring the stuff back to the city. Or bring to the to the town of Valshand. So you can return the rest of it to um, uh, Philip. The sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff, Philip. Yeah, he can dispense it. And um, at this point, the thefts have been exposed, but we don't know if they've stopped. Right? That's true. Because it was happening earlier tonight. So maybe it's a good point to um, everybody get a rest. You'll get your hit points, your spells, whatever. Anything that you used up can come back and um, maybe meet in the, uh, oh, i got to remember the, the name. Spastic, Spastic pig, Piglet. Like the, pig. the pig. Meet at the pig in the morning and discuss the next steps. 
Because you guys have been doing this fight through the night. It's probably three or four in the morning. You yeah. need some sleep, need some rest. That sounds like a plan. We'll do that. So you return the stuff. Uh, you wake Sheriff Philip Almejoles. Um, <laughs> and he takes the rest of the stuff and he'll just start distributing it Can we show the, uh, the note to see if he recognizes that writing? Is it specific to you a certain want to do area? That? Yeah. 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 Um, he doesn't recognize the writing, but he knows that that specific parchment is only made by one person in, um, in Herak. Person have a name? Yeah. Um, the parchment maker? Yeah, is it like Areola or something? Like <laughs> <laughs> they call him Nipple. <laughs> oh, he's French. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's his last name. His first name is Perquet. Perquet Nipple. <laughs> You know, I'll go with Perkay. His name is Perkay. P E R K A Y is what I'm going to put. Um, Perkay the parchment. Yeah, uh, uh, he he um, makes the finest writable things. I don't even know the right stationery. I don't know that they would call it stationery in medieval times. He's a stationery. He's the boutique stationery store. I gotcha. Okay. Interesting. How far is Harak from Belshond? <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. Thank you for the city name. It didn't it just didn't even occur to me. Didn't. I think we should just change the name now. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's too good. Why don't we just change it to like I don't know, Volvania? Is it a mole? Perhaps mole's pubis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt's sober, um, everyone. Kurt is sober. Totally sober. Two, two days to the east. Two days. days to the east. Is that it's horseback take you two or straight walking? To get to um, regardless of which way you go, oh, approximately yeah, two days. Yeah. But it's just to make it an easy one, because it's a, it's all on the road. This is one of the the cities that people are going to when they pass through Valshon. So there's a direct path to Herak. There is. It's all. It's a road. It's clear. There's no question of where Herak is. <laughs> it's it's right there. I love it. And this campaign just turned. Well, you can tell. You can tell when you're getting there because you're, he- you're headed to the east. Mm-hmm. And if you go there in the morning, you can see the sun rise over the two mountains. <laughs> and you just follow the road right up the middle. Makes That's sense. where Herak is. So it's easy to get to Herak. It is. It's very clear. Um, and it, so the next morning, the next morning comes up and <sighs> you guys have rest. Rest has happened. Um, you know what? This might be a good chance. Did anybody think about what they wanted to do for their level two thing? Because we can take the next ten minutes talking about the uh, leveling and what that means for our characters. Is that, did everybody get an idea of what they wanted to pick? Yeah, I got two ideas. I did. Yeah? So, Kurt, if you got that in mind already, if you wouldn't mind, flip over the basic move sheet. Yep. And uh, look at the um, level up move. Read that for us. Because we don't do that very often on the air. It's on the left side at the bottom. On the basic move? Uh, on the back of the basic move. The so special, special moves. moves. Yeah. Okay, yeah. level up. When you have downtime, hours or days, and experience points equal to or greater than your current level plus 7, subtract your current level plus 7 from your XP, increase your level by 1, and choose a new advanced move from your class. If you are the wizard, you also get to add a new spell to your spellbook. Choose one of your stats and increase it by one. This may change its modifier. Changing your constitution increases your maximum and current hit points. Ability scores cannot go higher than 18. 
So this is an important one to know that the um, uh, the ability score increase because if you look, you started with a 15 and a 12. Those two, if you go up by one, increases your modifier. So you could immediately get an extra modifier on one of your stats right off the bat. Because a 15 can go to a 16, which is a plus 1 to a plus 2. And a 12, which is 0, can go from plus 0 to plus 1 if you go to 13. And you can see that at the point array right above your things. Well, for those using the old style character sheet. We started with... 16. Yeah, you start with a 16, a 15, a 13, a 12, yeah. a 9, and an 8. Actually, the 8, you could turn into a 9, and instead of a negative 1, you could have 0. Right. So there are three stats that you have right now that you could add a point to to change your modifier. The flip side to that is your 16, if you really want to excel at the thing you're best at, it's a plus 2 now. It goes to a plus 3 at 18. Right. So you could add it to 17 now, and then next level go to 18. And we're going to do accelerated character advancement so we get more of a feel of the characters. We'll get the extra moves, the advanced moves, and we'll get the extra points. And we'll do that at a much more rapid pace than we might normally do. Right. So the idea on this is when you get a certain amount of XP, which you get by failing, yeah. then you level up. So the more you fail, the more you level up, which helps equalize you by making you better. Yeah. But in our case, we're not going to, like, what would it take, eight? XP to level up, and we're going to do it much yeah, faster. Than yeah, that. we're going to do it quicker so that we experience the more of the characters sooner. And we're going to do it at the same time. Exactly. All, yeah. all right, so I'm going to choose. I'm tempted to up my wisdom from 15 to 16 because that would help my hunting and tracking, yeah. but I'm not going to. I'm going to take my dexterity from 16 to 17 so it stays at plus okay. two, but the next time it'll go to plus three, which will help all my archery. Cool. And everything. And then I'm going to take, as my special move, I want to take. Um, Blot out the sun, which basically lets me do multiple arrow shots at the same time, but I'm mm. not going to. I'm going to, for roleplay purposes, take wild empathy, which is you can speak with and understand animals, as long as that will allow me to understand Trillium when she's an animal. Form. Yeah, it will because of the way that uh, Kelly has chosen to play it. Right, yep. So not just Cloud. So Cloud could talk to her if she was a wolf, but I could talk to her in any animal forms. As well as other animals. I'm going to be like Bambi. And now, literally, you, can, you could actually talk to Cloud for the first time, which is kind of interesting. Instead of that telepathic bond you share, you could actually talk, which is a whole new thing with your uh, uh, bonding with your animal companion. Awesome. That's and pretty cool. So that's all we do, right? Yeah. Those are the two things. And uh, because I did not change constitution, hit points stay the same? Exactly. Okay. The only time uh, your hit points change is if you put that point into constitution. Right. I will say, I've never in all my time of playing Dungeon World like, felt like I was constantly getting close to dying. No. Like, well, we did rare, talk about that in the, uh, one of the uh, previous episodes where um, you had said that, and then we reminded you about when you were trying to become a druid. And you were like, That's oh true. yeah, I was close to death That's more true. than once. But yeah, hit points almost always matter less than the actual situation. You can be close to death at full hit points because the mountain could be collapsing on you. Right. Right. Um, the only other thing I would say is if you want to take a quick look, Kurt, maybe while someone else starts talking, look through your bonds because we'll take this time to maybe resolve any bonds as well because I, I know we've had a little bit of character interaction now and we've started to learn what each other's characters are like. Uh, does anybody else have an idea uh, or have their level one to level two um, yeah. talkings ready? I'm going to pick... This Killing Fire, which adds uh, more tags options for my burning brand, so I, now I obtain Messy, Forceful, Reach, uh, Near, and Far. Wow. So for me, it's a little more uh, 
the bonus for me on that is a little more reach was the bonus on that okay. one. Granted, the messy and forceful could be useful as well. Okay. Let's see. So reach, uh, in Dungeon World terms, reach is like a spear or a long pole right. compared to close, which is uh, like a long sword. sword. A sword. Right. And then hand is you could touch it with your fingers. Yep. Gotcha. So reach gives you maybe a 10-foot-ish maximum Because yeah, before I had hand and thrown, which was near. Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting a little bit, you know. Yeah, what is this for on your just fire attack? So the burning brand, yeah. So it's whatever weapon I could, you know, create out of it. What so. did you pick for your um, ability score increase? So I knocked my charisma from an 8, which was negative 1, up to a 9 for the okay. just neutral. Because there's a, a lot of uh, moves that are based on charisma. So at least now if I go for one of those, I won't be in the negative 1. Cool. Yeah, later on. Kelly? All right. Um, I'm going to choose the elemental mastery for my advanced move. Um, so when you call on the primal spirits of fire, water, earth, or air to perform a task for one, you roll plus wisdom. Mm-hmm. And my wisdom's pretty high, so I figured that'd good be a thing. good one. Um, so on a 10 or more, uh, you choose two. Seven to nine, choose one. Uh, so it says, the effect you desire comes to pass. Mm-hmm. You avoid p- paying nature's price or you retain control. Cool. Um, but on a miss, it says some c- catastrophe occurs yeah. as a result of your calling. You're asking nature to bend to your will, and you didn't get a good response would be <laughs> a failure. Um, now, one of the neat things to keep in mind, for me at least, I like that move a lot because no matter what you do, there's always a downside. And I, th- that's why I like it. It brings forth more elements to enhance what's going on. So you may choose to have what you choose come to pass and don't pay nature's price, but then you didn't choose to keep it under control. So it's going to go out of control, but it'll still do what you wanted it to, but it will okay. do a, more than you wanted, so to speak. So if you wanted to put out a fire by calling on water, you might actually cause a flood kind of thing. And, okay. and there's a lot of neat things that can happen with that. I really like that move. That was one that got Kurt Stewart into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Nice. And what... And right. what um, Ability score did you change? Yeah, that's the next question. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm just writing these How many down. do I... I just, just get one. Yeah, one point one. to add to any one of your current abilities. All right. I'm going to add uh, plus one to my intelligence because I'm at a zero get with that plus one. one. What, is, what is the score that you had on there, though? Twelve. Twelve. So it'll go to thirteen. Okay. Okay. Which will give you the plus one. Yeah, thirteen is a I plus gotcha. one. Yeah. All right. There you go, Bridget. So you ready? <clears throat> sort of. If my constitution is at thirteen yeah. with the plus one, if I put a point into that, does it still stay at the plus one? Um, yes. It goes to plus it's not quite two at sixteen. Okay. You would get the extra hit point. So yeah. I'll get the extra hit point. You do, but it won't really change. Okay. Right. It's a good one if you have um, like a fifteen for your constitution and you add one it goes to a 16 you get one more hit point plus you get a plus two to constitution after that but it's however you want to handle it right is okay. that what you chose yeah though? that's what i chose okay. that's what oh. i'm picking to do so doing the constitution 14 and then i'm going to take um for my advanced move penitent penitent yeah yes when I take damage and embrace the pain, which that's what that I'm all about. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, and it also thematically makes sense that you keep wanting to build up your constitution because you keep right. hurting yourself. Um, you may take one plus one D4 damage ignoring armor. Read that one more uh, yeah, time. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of confused. Say, say when you take time? damage, yeah. 
and embrace the pain, yeah. you may take plus 1d4 damage ignoring armor. So that lets her take more damage, which presumably helps something else, if right? I do Oh, if you do that, you take, take plus 1d4 one plus one yes. to cast a spell. So if you take more damage, then you're better at your next spell. Right. Plus one forward means your next roll to cast a spell will get a plus one. That wow. kind of makes sense. Right. So it would seem like something that yeah. I would do. So if something hits you, you can make it hurt a little bit more. So she's like harder. Yeah. Yeah. And so adding that one to constitution. So that means like if I got hit for three points and yeah. rolled a die and it was a one or... Yeah. So I would take four points. Yeah. But I would also get the plus one. Then you'd magic missile okay. them with a plus one on that roll. Okay. Yeah, that sounds... So you're like, you're just a total masochist. Yeah. Pretty much. Zorica. When you're in the mood. Zorica. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, right. So then, yeah. See how she said Zorica? For all the Zorica reasons. <laughs> and, and the last thing we'll take a look at is bonds. Does anybody feel like the bonds that they uh, picked with other characters may have been resolved or at least addressed? Or for that matter, another way to look at it is no longer relevant. You may have picked a bond and you're thinking now that's never going to happen. That's not going to make sense. Then we get rid of that bond. And, and if we have, what does that do for us? That Because of the way we're treating experience, normally you get one experience for that. You will get one chip for that. Gotcha. Um, two of mine are not relevant. Um, okay. You know, I had, I've guided uh, Uriel before, and he owes me for it. And I had Lenore does not understand life in the wild, so I will teach her. Um, I don't think those have been relevant yet. But I have Trillium as a friend of nature, so I will be her friend as well. Clearly, when I... When you handle her as a horse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. So that one's one. <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, she and, I, yeah, she and Bretton have been working together. And that makes, regularly. it does make a good point, regardless of how we take that innuendo, the, the actual situation of, as a horse, she was most comfortable with the ranger um, being there. Right. Yes, I think that one well, makes sense. Well, having Cloud work with her. So you can sense. wipe that one out and take another chip. Okay. Okay. Can or someone can hand you another chip. Let's put that way. I'm going to say I Thank had um, Uriel is a good and faithful person. I trust them implicitly. It just seems like where he's been going, I've been following like what he's targeting. I'm like I, I'm starting to. So you're developing a develop trust for his a, ability right, to trust thing. him. But I still I have the I'm working on converting Uriel to my faith. So I'm I'm trying to show him <laughs> that. Okay. He's wrong, but I trust what he's doing. Yeah. That's an interesting approach. I guess. What do you think? Do you think uh, you trust him I- explicitly or implicit- implicitly? Implicitly now? Yeah, make you I think nice I, yeah. he's been... So you want to mark that one off and um, grab a chip for that. Anybody, uh, Chris or Kelly? Uh, Bond no, I have, uh, will teach yeah. Lenore the true meaning of sacrifice. I'm not sure if we've re- I've really we pulled that, that off. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then I, have, I cast something to the fire for Breton and still owe him their due. I don't think that's played out yet either. All right. so. Kelly? Um, I don't know. Mine, I, the first one, it says, the spirit spoke to me of a great danger that follows Uriel. I don't think we've, uh, that hasn't played out Not yet. Yeah, there's no. He's just heading into danger so yeah. far. Yeah, but that so could, there's you know, nothing really yeah, there we'll see with that. Out, yeah. um, and then I have showed Breton a secret right of the land. You didn't have the hobgoblin plant. That was new. Yeah. yeah I mean, Breton and I kind of... Yeah, probably not yet. Yeah, not Saying I'd quite. Wait on, I'd wait yeah, on that one. There's been cool things that happened, but I don't know I'd say anything secret right of the land cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right. So, yeah. 
Cool. That's going to get have our characters at level two when we start up the next session. We're going to wrap this one up for now, and we can all say... Ciao, ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening. Adios. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. <laughs>